the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here in Mississippi. You're on, Dennis. You just gotta go. He just said I'm not on. He's doing the best of. What is he doing? I don't know. I don't know if I'm on. Just you're on. You're on, Dennis. All right. Am I on? Will somebody confirm that I'm on? We are having technical problems from Mississippi. It's not Mississippi's fault. Well, okay. Is can you confirm? Uh, yes. Please? Go. Just All right. Okay, everybody. So I'm speaking at the University of Mississippi this evening. If you know any students here or anyone in Oxford, Mississippi, definitely let them know. As I take the message of what we stand for around the country. Hi, everybody. There is a blowback taking place, which is remarkable. I have no idea because I never predict the future, but there is a very interesting phenomenon taking place. All of these groups at universities that have defended Hamas are losing some degree of moral credibility. Of course, they're beyond losing moral credibility. They're despicable human beings. They are pro-evil. It would be as if they had signed a statement for the Nazis in the 1930s or 1940s. So let's make that clear. But liberals are naive, and it takes apparently massive jolts of evil to shake them up. Oh, gee, the pro-Palestinian crowd wants Jews murdered. They're not pro-Palestinian. They want Jews murdered. If that is not clear to you, then you live in a make-believe world because you don't like to confront real evil. You like to confront, oh, microaggressions. That's what the left is good at. Remember my old saying, those who don't confront real evil confront made-up evil. So there's a very interesting blowback. 17 or so... I don't remember the number of Harvard student groups, like Nepali legal students. It's unbelievable the number of groups leftism has created on campus. You are now divided by ethnicity and race and make your own group. Anyway, a vast number of them signed petitions saying Israel is completely, not partially, completely responsible for the massacre of their own families. That's, that's what they signed, and uh, a lot of Harvard alumni are saying, oh, now I understand, maybe my college has become a moral cesspool. 
maybe the administration is a bunch of cowards, which is definitional to all college presidents, with the exception of maybe 1%. 99% of college presidents and deans and professors uh, are cowards. In fact, it's, you can't be a university professor if you're courageous. That would actually be disqualifying. So Harvard, because it's the most prestigious university, has gotten the most attention. And already, that aforementioned Nepali organization of students, that is, students with Nepalese background from Nepal, they announced they are withdrawing from the petition. They never actually even saw it. They just went along because, after all, in, in Harvard, like every other university, if you are from a Nepalese background, you are not white. And if you are not white, you are a victim. And if you are a victim, you join with other victims in any statement they ask you to sign. That's how it works. That's the world of the left. But there has been some backfire. Some of these student groups are saying, we never saw this, we don't agree with this. And anyway, that's baloney, they're cowards too. Uh, but because they now see the blowback is not good. Nepalese students at Harvard sound like Jew haters. And the handful of Nepalese students at Harvard probably are not Jew haters. But they went along like the cowards that all these groups are with uh, the various Jew-hating Palestinian and Muslim organizations on campuses, which are almost all, not all, Muslim students, all the Muslim organizations virtually are in fact Jew haters. They're also America haters. Uh, they usually go hand in hand, but not always. And uh, they just went along. Hey, would you guys join our petition here? Yeah, of course, absolutely. You're not white or you don't think you're white. We don't think we're white. We'll sign. These are Harvard students, by the way, supposedly the nation's next leaders. There's a book, uh, there's an article here in the Free Press by a, uh, a very prominent Democrat. I assume he's a Democrat, I don't know, but he's on the boards of various universities. University donors, close your checkbooks. Trustees, myself included, have sat in silence as our schools were taken over by ideologues. It's time to wake up. Ideologues is a very sweet word for the left. I'm an ideologue. I hate evil. That's my ideology. That's, I have two ideologies. I hate evil, and I believe there is a God who demands that we're good and judges us. You have now heard the Dennis Prager ideology in under five seconds. While Hamas terrorists were slaughtering Israeli Jews, University administrators were figuring out how to spin it. Do not just take my word for it, read their statements. Across academia, administrators issued statements on behalf of their institutions expressing a repulsive moral equivalence. Yes, that's it, a moral equivalence. Like the professor of Jewish studies at UCLA, David Myers. Moral equivalence. I debated this foolish man who teaches Jewish history. 
Here's how left-wing moral poison has infected every department, including Jewish studies in many departments, many universities. The debate was, are Israel and its enemies morally the same? And he said yes, and I said no. And he wrote another piece saying it's the cycle of violence. Yes, it blames the cycle of violence. A professor of Jewish studies. No, no department is immune to left-wing moral degradation. Across academia, administrators issued statements on behalf of their institutions expressing a repulsive moral equivalence between victims of terror and the perpetrators of that terror. The anti-Semitic rot in academia is unmistakable. Oh, that's a big deal. Uh, this is, uh, there's actually, I don't know how long it'll last. This Mark Rowan who wrote this is the chief executive officer of Apollo Global Management and the chair of the board of overseers of the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. So he has some clout. And he's now saying what I have been urging all of my adult life, don't give a penny to a university unless you know that it pursues truth, beauty, and goodness, which is what all education should pursue, which disqualifies virtually every university in the United States of America. If you give them money, you are hurting the country and the West. Okay? You may feel good about yourself, but you are doing harm by giving your university money. And I, it, even if you give it to the biology department, then it just frees up biology department funds to be given over to the departments that teach anti-Americanism and anti-Semitism. At the University of Pennsylvania, where I sit on the Wharton School's Board of Overseers, leaders have for, for too long allowed this kind of anti-Jewish hate, which sanitizes Hamas's atrocities to infect their campuses Good language, guys on the board of overseers at the University of Pennsylvania business. And he writes, there must be consequences. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of moral sanity. Back in a moment. Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart and whom can you really trust? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. My choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hidden commissions and huge markups? Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed always have your back. I trust this man. That's why I mention him by name. Nick's been in this industry over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. 
All right, everybody, welcome back. Dennis Prager here in Mississippi. As I said earlier, and it, it, it is important, the there appears to be among some, not most, liberals, forget leftists, an awakening as to the evil that is at the basis of leftism. Leftists are very pro-Palestinian, which means today, in real life, to be pro-Palestinian means to want to extinguish the Jewish state. There are 22 Arab states between the Atlantic Ocean and the Indian Ocean. There's one Jewish state. It is the size of New Jersey. But the Palestinian uh, Palestinians and their supporters, like in Qatar or Qatar, Q-A-T-A-R, do not travel on their airline, do not visit that country. They are rich versions of Hamas. The country leaders of Qatar. That is where the Hamas head stays in luxury, one might add, in Qatar. There may be an awakening taking place as I'm reading to you from this column, don't give money to your college by a man who was on the board of trustees of the Wharton School of Business at the University of Pennsylvania. At the University of Pennsylvania, where I sit on the Wharton School's board of overseers, leaders have for too long allowed this kind of anti-Jewish hate, which sanitizes Hamas's atrocities to infect their campuses there must be consequences. I call on all UPenn alumni and supporters who believe we are heading in the wrong direction to close their checkbooks. See, this did not happen prior to last Saturday. I am very uh, admir admiring of the man who wrote this. It is gutsy. It is morally correct. But if I had him on, and I will try to have him on, I will have one overwhelming question. Why did it take the left's corruption of the moral standards of our campuses and our high schools and our elementary schools? Why did it take the butchering of Jewish families to awaken you? And it would not be an accusation. I, I, I'm just curious. All the other vile ideas of the left were okay in order for people to give money to their universities? Listen, that's why I said that I learned a very interesting thing doing this talk show. A lot of Americans are what we call 9-11 conservatives. That's their name for themselves. 9-11 converted them into conservative or Republican. I believe that there will be 10-7. Was that the date on Saturday? What is today? No, it wasn't. What was the date on Saturday? I'll look that up and give you... Uh, we, we should really start using, I guess, that... Uh, it was... Uh, yes, it was 10-7. Oh, yeah, we're five days after. I was right, 10-7. That's right. There will be 10-7 anti-leftists. That's great. To be an anti-left is to be a liberal 
or a conservative. You choose which form of anti-leftism you wish to be. But many, many, many liberals have been distracted, even influenced by the left. It's a very serious problem. As I, I proved to you when I read the comments in the Washington, I, or when I read to you from the New York Times, subscribers to the New York Times who are liberal, not, not necessarily leftists, there are leftists, but these were sounded like liberals. They said, well, this was evil, but on the other hand, and it was always on the other hand. And they all use the phrase that the left has popularized, Israel apartheid. It's a gigantic lie. A gigantic lie. That's all it is. Read, uh, not read, watch the video by a South African black member of parliament for, at PragerU. Is Israel an apartheid state? I don't, I, I'll find out what the actual title is. But here was a black South African member of parliament who lived under apartheid, who visited Israel and spoke of the gigantic lie it is that Israel is an apartheid state. And the gigantic lie of Gaza is an outdoor prison. Really? 17,000 Gazans went every day into Israel to do work. The Israelis believed that this would somehow humanize them in the eyes of Hamas. And because it's very hard for the most Israelis to hate. It just is. It's hard for me to. I hate evil, but it's hard to, to hate groups. It's easy for others like to hate whites, to hate Jews. But for decent people, it's hard to hate a group. So the Israelis were lulled into this belief, look, if, if, if we just give a helping hand here. And anyway, they were wrong. It took less, so here's, here's this. Oh, listen to this. I forgot to read you this uh, next paragraph. I call on all University of Penn alumni and supporters who believe we are heading in the wrong direction to close their checkbooks. I didn't read to you the rest of the sentence. Until President Liz McGill and Chairman Scott Buck resign. Hmm. Not going to happen. These people love their salaries and love their prestige. They don't love education. They don't love truth, beauty, and goodness. But they do love their positions. It took less than two weeks. It took less than two weeks to go from the Palestine Writers Literary Festival at the University of Pennsylvania to the barbaric slaughter of innocent civilians in Israel, foreshadowing Hamas's massacre. Speakers at the gathering hosted by various university departments and affiliates advocated ethnic cleansing of Jews, referred to Jews as European settlers, and repeated various blood libels. That took place at the University of Pennsylvania just two weeks earlier. The left is perfectly at home with that. 
University of Penn President Elizabeth McGill and Board Chair Scott Bach permitted UPenn speakers to UPenn to sponsor this conference. Not speakers, I put that in. They permitted the university to sponsor the Israel should be destroyed conference. That's basically what was involved. This is not a matter of to sponsor this conference and fail to condemn its hate-filled calls for violence. This is not a matter of free speech, but university-sponsored hate speech. When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches, three pastors facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart, took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. Rediscover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie. It'll change your life. You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church, streaming at SalemNow.com. All right, I'm back on with you, and I'm reading this devastating piece. If I, if I can find it, I had it. Isn't that really sad? I had it. I have so many things up, my dear friends. Oh, wow. About the, uh, the one of the people who is at the head of the Wharton School is on the board of trustees. He's obviously a well-to-do man, and uh, he is calling on everyone to stop giving to their universities. He is calling on uh, the university uh, to to stop giving uh, to to have the president of the university uh, no longer uh, stay in uh, in power. I mean, it's it's a truly remarkable, powerful piece, and he's Mark Rowan is the name, and I continue. This it's university sponsored hate speech. Words and ideas matter. They mattered in the motivation of Hamas terrorists slaughtering more than one thousand innocent civilians. By the way, again, that's approximately. Given the Jewish population of Israel, it would be the equivalent of 30,000 Americans because there are about 30 times the number of Americans as there are Jews in Israel. Can you imagine if 30,000, 10,000 even Americans were slaughtered, 3,000 were were on 9-11 and we reacted with horror? It is inexcusable to me that decent people cannot recognize evil. It's truly inexcusable 
if you don't recognize evil, you are an accessory to it. If you don't understand the amount of exterminate the Jews sentiment in the Muslim world, you have decided to be an ignoramus. You have, it's a decision, it was a volitional decision to close your ears. There are many wonderful Muslims. That is beside the point. There were many wonderful Germans. It was beside the point. It's weakness. It's, it's just weakness in people. Because if you recognize evil, you, there is a part of you that says you need to confront it. In a, yes, their goal is to annihilate Jews. That's right. To be pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel today means that you support those who wish to annihilate Jews. I've been saying this all of my life. I'm a happy guy, so I know that it falls on deaf ears for most people. They don't want to hear it. And for others, it's Islamophobic. Islamophobic. Why would anybody have any moral qualms about parts of Islam today, given what they did in the Middle East? Remember ISIS? Do you remember that? Remember the taking totally innocent people and cutting their heads off because they weren't Muslim? Do you, do you give a damn? Does the University of Pennsylvania president give a damn? The answer is no. How many women were raped? The taken, what was it, the thing? that taken as a wife for a day or a week, and then they can do whatever they want with them. Do you know that the, the, the Arab world is, is becoming Christian Rhein? What the Germans wanted of Europe, Juden Rhein. Empty, free of Jews. Be a free of Christians. In our viral online world, he writes, it is especially dangerous when once fringe ideologies receive a stamp of legitimacy, especially from our elite academic institutions. Ah, that's right. Once fringe ideologies receive a stamp of legitimacy from universities, that's what they do. The idea that men menstruate has a stamp of legitimacy from our universities. That's correct. By sponsoring the spread of the violent ideologies expressed in the Palestine Rights Convention or conference, which they had there, that uh, will continue. If your third cousin's in-laws have a kid at the University of Mississippi, tell them to come. Uh, tonight to uh, to my talk. The first hour, I offered you the thesis based on a very, very important piece by the head of the Board of Trustees of the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. So he's a big man in academia, and he has awakened, and you know what he has said? Don't give a penny to your university. This is the man who is the, the head of, of the Board of Trustees, the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School. 
Yes, they're hate-filled institutions, and they support people who support genocide against Jews in Israel. Do you understand that? You do now. If you don't now, then you'll never. You, it will never happen. I, I truly believe if Hamas had murdered one million Jews in Israel, we would have the exact same reactions among New York Times readers. That was terrible. But hey, Israel's an apartheid state. Hey, Israel is creating uh, an outdoor prison for Gazans. What do you expect? This is this is the liberal denial of moral accountability. What do you expect? That is the same in America. When non-whites murder and maim, mug. Steel, what do you expect? Look at their conditions. It's not the black murderer in the United States that a, a white liberal condemns. It is America's systemic racism. They condemn white murderers. They condemn, well, basically it's white and black. I I think they condemn Hispanic murderers, but the the general trend has been to excuse evil on the part of non-whites, and the Arabs are considered non-whites. Although, if you can tell the difference looking at a Gazan, you can tell the difference between the average Israeli and the average Gazan, I can't. I, I see a picture, and I always look underneath. This is Palestinian. This is Israeli. When you make excuses for evil, you excuse evil. So the question really is, was 10-7 a wake-up call to more than a few Americans? Well, I'll tell you, I, I was listening to the mayor of New York City, and uh, he is, uh, he gave a speech uh, yesterday at a rally. Eric Adams gave a speech, which was so impressive that you have to start thinking, yes, this is the first time in a long time that you are hearing pro-Israel rhetoric from Democratic politicians, not all. Eric Adams, that's New York City, a lot of Jews in New York City, that may be a factor, but you know what? I usually can tell when it's sincere or whether it's political speech. It sounded sincere. I mean, this, this was a very powerful speech which I will play for you as soon as we get uh, the, uh, the all the technical aspects fixed. And if not, I will play it for you maybe next week. But uh, you, you have to hear it. Yes, you are now allowed to be pro-Israel for the first time in decades in parts of America. Well, that's, what was it, the woman who wrote, a, wrote this book? I forgot that her name. It's a very intelligent uh, book and intelligent article. The, I read the article. Uh, 
The World Loves Dead Jews. I think that's the name of the book. That was a powerful thesis that she had. Yeah, they love Anne Frank. They love the six million. It's the living Jews that they don't. That, and so there were dead Jews, a ratio of like 30,000 of them. Imagine what, what type of monster you must be to walk into a home, murder the parents and the children. You know, it happens rarely in the United States, and we consider the person who did it so deranged that it, it, it boggles our minds that such people even exist. Well, anyway, there's an, another interesting piece in today's Wall Street Journal. The leaders of Hamas are delighted by their murderous handiwork. And in a remarkable interview on Sunday, a senior Hamas official explained how they did it. This is the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal today. In the past couple of years, Hamas has adopted a, quote, rational, unquote, approach. This is a quote from Ali Baraka, one of the uh, senior Hamas officials. In the past couple of years, we have adopted a rational approach. It did not go into any war and it did not join the Islamic Jihad in its recent battle. Ali Baraka said in an interview that ran on Russia Today and was translated, translated by memory. That's the Middle East Media Research Institute. We made them think that Hamas was busy with governing Gaza and that it wanted to focus on the two and a half million Palestinians there and has abandoned the resistance altogether. All the while, under the table, Hamas was preparing for this big attack. Yes, that's why pro-Palestinian means pro-murdering Jews. That's what it means. Okay? You can delude yourself all you like. He's telling you the truth. Hamas doesn't give a damn about Palestinians. Just like Hitler didn't give a damn about Germans. And the Nazi-Hamas parallel was the subject of my column on, on Tuesday. This is today's Nazis. There is no difference. Hitler didn't give a damn about Germans. Hamas doesn't give a damn about Palestinians. So pro-Palestinian means pro-Hamas, pro-Hezbollah. That means pro-murdering Jews. That's all it means. It doesn't mean you give a damn about Palestinians because Hezbollah doesn't give a damn about Palestinians and because... Islamic Jihad doesn't give a damn, and because Hamas doesn't give a damn. It's about murdering Jews, destroying Israel. That's what pro-Palestinian has come to mean, because Hamas isn't pro-Palestinian. The guy admits it. There you have it, writes the Wall Street Journal. Hamas presented the illusion that it cared about Palestinians. Well, I vindicated, but it doesn't mean a damn thing. I was vindicated on a lot of issues. Because I think clearly. That's all you need to do is think clearly. But that's not, uh, it's about as rare as piano virtuosity. I'm sorry to say, I'm not happy about it. Hamas presented the illusion that it cared about Palestinians. That's right. It's like the illusion that care 
the Council on Arab America, Arab, what is it, Arab Islamic, no, American Islamic Relations, gives a damn about Palestinians. No, they, they, they don't. They give a damn about destroying Israel. But people are fooled. People want to be fooled. That's a very important point. People want to be fooled. Hamas presented the illusion that it cared about Palestinians in order to dupe Israel into putting its guard down. Then it pursued its main ambition, which is to kill as many Jews as possible. This is the Wall Street Journal, folks. Not exactly a flame-throwing editorial page. I've been saying this. Well, why don't you look at my video, the most viral video on Israel ever made, Prager U, the Middle East, that is Prager. Take a look. The whole theme is one side wants the other side dead. I knew this all of my life. I was at the I was at the Middle East Institute at Columbia University. And every one of my professors was wrong. They were all wrong. This is the 1970s. They lived in a state of self-imposed idiocy that the issue was about land. It wasn't about land. It was about destroying a Jewish state the size of New Jersey. That's what it was always about. It has not changed. We'll be back in a moment. Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop at the pillow. Mike also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for overall health. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year for a limited time. You'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets, marking prices down as low as $29.98, depending on the size. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Podcasts Square, and use the promo code Prager. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. Call 800-761-6302 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager. Hi everybody, Dennis Prager in Mississippi, speaking at the University of Mississippi later today organized by one of my favorite human beings on earth, Lee Habib. What do you, I don't say that often. And it's, uh, we, we were just talking about a subject that I won't get into right now because this is so important, what I'm talking about, but so is that. Well, it's the motto of my life that there are only two races, the decent and the indecent. He believes that, and I believe that. And that's, that's the key to understanding everything in life, that there's a moral division on earth. And the Israel haters are the indecent, period. That's it. That's all you need to know. Some know this now, and some are in denial. I played for you the demonstration of Palestinians and pro-Palestinians at the Sydney Opera House, Sydney, Australia, and the chant was gas the Jews. 
and then they alternated that with F the Jews. Notice it wasn't Israelis. Isn't that interesting? It, it wasn't Israeli. That's what, that's what Westerners is so naive. The Western liberal is not evil, the Western leftist is, but the Western liberal is so naive that they allow evil to exist. And they, they think, oh, it's anti-Zionist. Oh, I see. They love Jews. It's that they don't like Zionists. So then why, why didn't they say gas the Zionists? They said gas the Jews. By the way, Zionist is the euphemism for Jew. Zion, also, just for the record, there have been a lot more Christian Zionists than Jewish Zionists. But they would, uh, they hate them too. Yeah, the Jews, the Jews are the indigenous people, by the way. All those of you who celebrated Indigenous Peoples Day uh, instead of Columbus Day this past Monday, do you know the indigenous people of, of Israel? Jews. They were there thousands of years before the word Arab was known on earth, let alone the word Muslim. You don't learn that at college. So here's a fascinating piece in the Wall Street Journal about, from the editorial board, that one of the leaders of Hamas acknowledges we didn't really give it any hoot about the Palestinians, our Palestinians. We only gave a hoot about killing Jews. Wall Street Journal editorial page, there you have it. Hamas presented the illusion that it cared about Palestinians in order to dupe Israel into putting down its guard. Then it pursued its main ambition, which is to kill as many Jews as possible. Ali Baraka also said that Hamas has a license from Russia to produce Kalashnikov bullets and that Russia is sympathetic to Hamas and likes the war with Israel because it complicates U.S. aid for Ukraine. Oh, and Hamas will insist on a prisoner swap of American hostages for Hamas fighters in U.S. jails. When your enemies tell you that they want to you that they want to kill you, believe them. That's the end of the editorial. Hmm. You know how many Jews, how many liberal and left-wing American Jews didn't know this? <laughs> yeah. And then there are really sick, sick Jews who are pro-Palestinian and even defend Hamas. I mean, that's, that's a level of sickness that you, I don't think you find in any other group. There was a woman, a very old woman in her 90s, a couple of years ago. I reported on her. I found her to be a human phenomenon. She was a Jewish woman who was a Holocaust survivor, and she went to Gaza to show solidarity with the Gazans. So she went, she was almost killed by the original Nazis, and she went to show support for the new Nazis. I don't know of any group, I say this as a Jew, and as a committed Jew, and as a Jew who is taught Jewish history at Brooklyn College, so on the college level, and I have a book out in its third edition called Why the Jews Explaining Jew Hatred, Anti-Semitism, if you will. So I, I, have, uh, I have some credibility on this matter. 
There is no other group that produces such sick people like that. It, it would be like blacks producing pro-slavery. A pro-Hamas Jew is like a pro-slavery black. But it, it was hard for me to even mumble because I don't can't imagine any existed. Well, I mean, there are psychological reasons why there, the such people exist, but that too is beyond the scope of today. The today's theme is 10-7 may have been a sea change. May have been. I, you never know, because when the media starts showing you dead Palestinians, ah, oh, you see, like all these New York Times writers, or commenters, oh, savagery on either side is wrong. There you go. Well, there was, I guess, I don't know where these people were. I, I was going to say, I guess they didn't exist in World War II. Would they have not regarded bombing German cities as savagery and then said, oh, how can you tell the difference between the Nazis and the Americans or the Brits? They both bomb civilians. That's it. This is the this is the mindset of a lot of these people. By the way, we uh, have a link at my website, International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, raising money to help Jews in Israel. And it's a it's a link at DennisPrager.com. If you click on it and make a donation, the this would be a very big statement. It is. I I want to go to Israel so badly. And I will have some, some news about the, uh, the scheduled trip to Israel 10 days from now with 500 of you. I'll have some news, I guess, tomorrow for you. I really, I, I guess... You know, I analyze myself, as we all should. Uh, A hatred of evil is built into me. I don't take any credit for it. I take credit for fighting, but I don't take a credit for hating evil. It's built into me. And a lot of times people think that what's built into them is normal. Because it makes sense. If I can do it, why can't anybody do it? This is this is the opposite of, of by the way, of bragging. I, I take zero credit for it. But it took me a good chunk of my life to realize that the hatred of evil is not universal. In fact, it's pretty rare. We continue momentarily. everybody. Hello from Mississippi, University of Mississippi tonight. Do you know anybody who attends? As I said, if your third cousin's daughter-in-law's brother uh, attends, they should come. Or if they're an adult in Oxford, Mississippi, anywhere in Mississippi, come by tonight. We already have a big crowd scheduled. I am of the... uh, potential opinion, because I, I 
don't want to get lost in optimism that 10-7 might have helped create a liberal left rift. Liberals should hate the left. In fact, they should hate the left more than conservatives hate the left because the left has raped the word liberal of its beautiful meaning. The word liberal has come to mean left because leftists call themselves liberals and liberals being weak, as most are, but uh, I'm sorry to say, but they're not bad, they're weak. Weakness helps the bad. They have accepted the left-wing kidnapping of the term liberal. But this may have drawn a line. Liberals think that what Hamas did was pure, undiluted, Nazi-like Jew hatred. Leftists do not. They think it was either okay or the cry of a beleaguered people under horrific, my favorite, if you will, charge against Israel. Genocide. You know how often Palestinians and their damn supporters, do you know how often they use the word Israeli genocide? Really? Israel is trying to wipe out Palestinians? But there are more Palestinians than ever. That is the greatest failure at genocide attempt in the history of genocide attempts, isn't it? But all of this has been acceptable to the liberal who has sympathy for the beleaguered. So here's more examples of why I think the liberal left divide may finally become clear to the blind liberal Here's a piece, Zach Kessel, not familiar with him. He's writing in National Review. Since Hamas attacked Israel early on Saturday, I've been sharing all the statements I can find from student organizations that praise the acts of terror and the murders, rapes, and abductions of civilians. Some I am, since, oh no, some is right. Some I encountered myself, others I received from students at these universities who are similarly outraged by the response on campus. I've compiled them here and will continue to update the list as necessary. So this is already interesting. It has now come out of the woodwork that really bad people are at our universities. They are known as pro-Palestinians. They are our Nazi types. Not every single one. There's no such thing as every single one. Not every Nazi wanted all the Jews exterminated, but it didn't matter. Pro-Palestinian has meant, let us destroy Israel. That is what it has meant. I just gave you the proof. Hamas didn't admit it. We don't care about Palestinians. We care about killing Jews. Statements, so this is Columbia University. Statement signed by South Asian Law Student Association, Palestinian Student Union, Palestine Working Group, Columbia Law Students for Palestine, the National Lawyers Guild at Columbia University, Columbia Law's Restorative Justice Collective, the Arab Students Association, Empowering Women of Color at Columbia Law School. I love that. Empowering Women of Color. Empowering is another captured word by the left. 
How come I never third? Oh, I know why I never thought of being empowered. I know I'm white. Of course, I was already had white privilege. That's the answer. Empowered. Yeah, but my wife's a woman. I don't know if she ever felt disempowered. The Muslim Student Association, the Middle Eastern Law Students Association, and the Conflict Resolution Collective. Well, so there, there, and then he's list, lists all their statements here. Also at Columbia, this time from Students for Justice in Palestine, and the quote, Jewish Voice for Peace. Uh, gotta have one of them on my show. <laughs> Back in a moment. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here in Mississippi, speaking at the University of Mississippi tonight. Again, if you know anybody in the area, let alone a student here, if you have to bribe them, bribe them to come to my talk. I mean that quite sincerely. I have no ego on this matter. I don't care if everybody in the audience were paid to show up. I, I am so certain that a certain percentage of people for whatever reason, even if it's bribery, who hear things that make sense might might be stirred to rethink certain of their convictions. Anyway, the theme of my show has been that 10-7, the massacre of Jews Day that took place on Saturday, will perhaps be the beginning of the most necessary thing in Western civilization a divide, indeed a hostile divide, between liberal and left. Many people objected when I started making this distinction. The most obvious reason I make the distinction is because liberalism has nothing in common with leftism. It is entirely accurate that liberals are the ones who enable leftists to come to power because they vote for them. That is true. That has no effect on the question of whether liberalism and leftism have any similarities. But many liberals actually understand that what happened last Saturday was an attempt at genocide, a term I never use because it's so rarely accurate. But it is accurate. That is what the anti-Israel forces want. Iran, see, here's the amazing thing. Iran makes no bones about it. They, they say, we want to annihilate Israel. They have even said, we can lose tens of millions of people, and it's worth it. 
because we have so many more people than Israel. To wipe out the Jews of Israel, if it takes a, a nuclear attack on us and we lose 30 million Iranians, we still have tens of millions left. What, what is, how many people in Iran? 80 million? I'll have to check that. There is a, another interesting revelation here about this comment that this was Israel's 9-11. Ashley Rinsberg, who has been on this program, he wrote the book about the New York Times. It's a very intelligent column. A metaphor quickly emerged after Hamas's barbarous attack, casting it as Israel's 9-11. That's the day we will look back on dividing the before and after times. This misses the mark. October 7th is our, he's writing from an Israeli perspective, is our Dunkirk, not our 9-11, the decisive start of a massive and prolonged war of survival. The beginning of a historic test, whether outcome, whose outcome, is still uncertain. The reason the 9-11 metaphor falls down is simple. Israel isn't America. The attack on the Twin Towers and the Pentagon was isolated in time. In response, the U.S. had total freedom to maneuver. It could have simply sat out the fight, the establishment of the Department of Homeland Security, a sustained chain of operations abroad, and some internal soul-searching would have produced an acceptable result from a national security standpoint. Israel has no such luxury. Neither in geography nor in time can the country take a wait-and-watch approach. With jihadists marauding through southern Israel, as if we had been vaulted back to the Middle Ages, and with 130,000 Lebanese rockets trained on Israeli population centers, we are in the fight of our lives. Did you get that? Yeah. As if we had been vaulted back to the Middle Ages. This is not meant to be cute at all. I'm not even sure the Middle Ages metaphor is appropriate. How often in the Middle Ages did people just go through villages and murder parents, children, grandparents? I, I, I don't know. So I'm not sure medieval is even uh, appropriate. 130,000 Lebanese rockets trained on Israeli population centers. I don't know how many iron domes would be needed this is very, very scary stuff for Israelis and for the world. The theme of my book, Why the Jews, is that Jew hatred always indicates civilization hatred. Always. That's why Dunkirk is the more precise parallel. Britain understood that getting its soldiers home was a life and death matter, not only for them, but for the country. Without a serviceable fighting force, Britain couldn't have fought the Nazi machine. So too with Israel. In 2001, the U.S. faced a loose network of terror groups. In 2023, Israel faces an entrenched axis of state and state-like powers 
that spans Hamas, Russia, Turkey, and Qatar, but swings on the fulcrum of Iran. Not a group of ruthless jihadists hiding in caves, but a genocidal ideology that, like Nazi Germany itself, sees the extinction of Jewish power of Jews themselves as its messianic mission. As with Dunkirk, if we have any hope of fighting the enemy in the long term, it will require rallying on a national level. As in 1940, Israel can rely only on itself. The Biden administration's calamitous commitment to the Iran deal and Barack Obama's attempt to restructure the Mideast may take precedence over any need of America's closest ally, Israel. And he ends his short piece. As an Israel Defense Forces spokesman recently said, the paradigm has shifted. The range of Israel Defense Forces tactics will widen beyond what the U.S. administration has considered acceptable. That's right. And he attempts to corral Israel into a strategically flawed ceasefire. Will be rebuffed. Israel is in a new world. That world is Israel's alone. And we shall go on to the end. Well, I'll tell you one arena where I think there may end up an American-Israeli difference. And that is Israel, I have to believe, will want to attack Iran. People who are the object of extermination are not going to wait for a a country that is not the object of extermination for its approval. That's, That's the way it is, and vast numbers of Americans will root Israel on. They shout death to Israel, death to Jews, but at every rally in Iran, they always have Margbar Ameriki, death to America as well. It's generally not America lovers who want to exterminate Israel. Just uh, in case it was, uh, it was a question for you. So this, uh, this might have been, I don't know, but I have reason to suspect it might have been somewhat of a sea change. Of course, if liberals continue to vote for the party of Ilan Omar, it's, it's hard to know how many liberals will have, in fact, been affected this way. There will be a charge. I was thinking about this. Every time Israel responds, they're attacked for their disproportionate response. So I have a question. For all those who say that, and I assume they would have said that about Hiroshima, but for all those who say that, what would a proportionate response entail? So if, let's say, Israeli troops went into Muslim homes and murdered all three generations there, the grandparents, the parents, and the children, would that be proportionate? I'm just curious. 
What would a proportionate response entail to those who say that Israel's response is disproportionate? You know, they've never been asked that. In 50 years of attacking Israel for disproportionate responses, no one has ever asked them, okay, just curious. What, a, what would a proportionate one entail? That's, uh, that's a question I'd like you to ask your brother-in-law. We'll be back in a moment. University of Mississippi, Dennis Prager, speaking here tonight. If you have any relatives or relatives of relatives or friends of relatives or relatives of friends, tell them to come to the talk. I uh, was reading to you last hour this great compilation of various college groups that came out with statements on behalf of the Palestinians after uh, the massacre of uh, Jewish families. University of Michigan Law School, I gave you Columbia, you know about Harvard, and I, in the first hour, I brought to your attention the fact that there is finally some movement, I don't know how much at all, some, toward no longer giving universities any money on the part of alumni. It won't affect any of the rich ones. They have more money than almost any country uh, on earth. But it will send some sort of message for at least some period of time. Anyway, University of Michigan Law School, statement signed by Law Students for Justice in Palestine, Black Law Student Association, Muslim Law Student Association, Middle Eastern and North African Law Student Association. Wow. National Lawyers Guild, they always sign, National Lawyers Guild, essentially communists, has been from the outset. Women of Color Coalition, because of the relationship, of course, between persecuted people of color in America and persecuted people of color in the Middle East. Most Israelis are people of color, but that doesn't matter. Just a, a slight note of a fact that is irrelevant to these people. Uh, that's why it is so dangerous for people in America to walk around thinking they're oppressed. They, they then become perfect bait for the lies that people who have a completely different agenda have, in this case, the extermination of Israel. And finally, the students taking action for racial solidarity. Isn't the concept of racial solidarity racist? Do you, any of you listening, have racial solidarity with any race? Isn't the idea, as I said, purely racist? Well, let's see now. University of Michigan Law School. There we go. Back to the, the usual open air prison and so on. And these people are just engaging in resistance. University of Illinois, Students for Justice in Palestine at University of Illinois plan a rally for solidarity with Hamas 
saying Palestinians' freedom can only be attained through resistance. And as Kessel writes, we know what resistance looks like. It looks like hundreds of dead Jews. It looks like atrocities. In light of the upcoming National Day of Palestinian Resistance, SJPUIUC, I guess Students for Justice in Palestine, University of Illinois, I don't know what the UC part is, doesn't matter, will be holding an emergency rally to extend our support. Will they chant gas the Jews and F the Jews as they did in Sydney, Sydney, Australia? Finally, again, this is the big deal. It might be the big deal. People are starting to understand pro-Palestinian means exterminate Israel. That's what it means. I debated, do you know that I, oh my God, I never mentioned this because I, I forgot it till now. When I was a junior in college, I was at the University of Leeds in England. And now that I think of it, I debated a Jordanian um, diplomat. Oh, man, what I would give to have a video of that. We're talking about, I was 20 years old, 1969 or 68. And I remember asking him, I said, I fully recognize the existence of Palestinians and, and, and said at the time, this was right after the Six Day War, I said, and, and, and for your own state, do you support the idea of a Jewish state? And he wouldn't answer the question. That's the trick question to ask in any of these debates. There are 22 Arab states, again, from the Atlantic to the Indian Ocean. That's a long trip. Is there room for one Jewish state the size of New Jersey, given the fact that Jews lived there before there was one Muslim on earth? Do you know how long they lived there before there was one Muslim or Muslim, depending on your pronunciation. I do what Muslims prefer and say Muslim. Do you, do you know how many years that is? Here's a rough idea. The exodus from Egypt was 1200 BC. Muhammad is 600 AD. So nearly 2000 years before there was a Muslim in existence, the Jews had already had two states in the land that the Romans called Palestine. Now, the chances are that if you have a PhD in history, you never learn that. Because you don't learn history when you study history. You learn, as you do in every department, a left-wing version of history. So that was the University of Illinois. Swarthmore College, Students for Justice in Palestine, honors the martyrs. How's that? They honor Students for Justice in Palestine, a Nazi group, honors the people who slaughtered Jews. They honor them. 
and calls for more indiscriminate killing of Jews. According to them, Nazi-like murders are justified by the existence of Jewish of the Jewish people. <laughs> there we go. University of Virginia, Students for Justice in Palestine. Just remember, Students for Justice in Palestine is a modern term for Nazi. That would be a big help. That would that would be actually something good that had, would have come from what happened on Saturday. Zach Kessel, who compiled the list, says, this one might be the worst I've seen so far. Students for Justice in Palestine at the University of Virginia. We were talking about the University of Virginia, Lee Habib and I. Says, Hamas brutality makes them, quote, hopeful for the future of Palestine. The indiscriminate murder of Jews is, quote, a step towards a free Palestine, along with all the other free Muslim Arab countries, right? We'll be back. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager. Once again, reminding you, I am in Mississippi, speaking at the University of Mississippi tonight. And it's a big uh, crowd coming, but there's room for more. So if you know anybody here, please tell them, especially if they are somewhat lost to common sense and goodness. So a compilation of what is going on at our universities by Zach Kessel. We'll have to have on the show next week when I return to Los Angeles. By the way, it will be a very, very hard week for me next week because I'm not flying. So I think I'm going to probably drive to the airport out of habit and then come home. Students for Justice in Palestine is a Nazi group. It should be known as that because they are for the extermination of Israel. Students for justice in Palestine means students for a Jew-free Israel, a, a, a non-existent Israel. And now when that is said, more people take it seriously. Wow, you really, you support what they did on Saturday? Over the past two days, many of us have been afraid, worried, and even hopeful for the future of Palestine. Yeah, hopeful. Students for Justice in Palestine at UVA, University of Virginia, unequivocally supports Palestinian liberation and the right of colonized people everywhere to resist the occupation of their land by whatever means they deem necessary. How's that? It's clarifying, isn't it? We mourn the loss of human life and hope for long-lasting peace. By the way, please understand all Palestinian, pro-Palestinian groups. There are some Palestinians in, in, in the Middle East who are different, but should, I know that. I bet with them. But by and large, when there is... Uh, I even, this happened to me at Stanford. I spoke at Stanford and a, a not, a, not an Arab, not a Muslim, but a, a, 
an American woman came over to me because I was speaking at a Salute to Israel rally at Stanford University. And she came over to me and she said she's a, uh, I, I think I, I have this somewhat right in my memory. So she was a peace activist. So I said, okay, you want peace in the Middle East? So do I. So here's the question. Do you mean peace with Israel or peace without Israel? And that was the end of that discussion. When these pro-Palestinian groups speak about peace, they don't mean peace with Israel. They mean peace without Israel. It's a clarifying little thought for you. Long-lasting peace cannot be achieved without the firm establishment of equality and justice. In an unprecedented feat for the 21st century, resistance fighters in Gaza got anybody who fought the Nazis. Well, there are very few left, but anybody who's honors the memory of the resistance fighters, they really do need to object to the usurpation of the term resistance by the left and by the Palestinians. Resistance fighters in Gaza broke through the illegitimate border fence. Why is it illegitimate? Doesn't what happened on Saturday prove that the border fence was legitimate? <laughs> Isn't that ironic? <laughs> the illegitimate border fence. It's right. Israel should not have an, a, a border fence. America should not have a border fence either. The, the interlinking left and Israel hatred groups is... Another example of why I speak of the left as evil and distinguish between left and liberal. Liberals are naive, but they're not evil. Took occupation soldiers hostage. So this is a lie. The vast majority of people they took hostage were civilians, including children. Do you know that I saw a picture? This is not a report. I saw a picture of... Jewish children in cages that had been kidnapped by the people that Students for Justice in Palestine support. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.